The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Live by Live has all of your favorite music, and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit LiveXLive.com or search LiveXLive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and it is presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You guys know by now the promo codes podcast one you get a 50 percent sign up bonus today why not take advantage of that he is the man with the plan steve fezzik you can only catch him on social media at fezzik sports on twitter that's where we get steve and steve has so many notes on different topics for us to dive into this week it was very exciting steve when i got your email with the different notes and nuggets you have for this week. So thank you very much for forwarding that along. That was awesome. Steve, of course, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling, the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino. Pretty darn cool. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, Love learning more about gambling. Love trying to provide the insight I can on the NFL when I can. At Ross Tucker NFL is where you get at me on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook is facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And as I always say, and I said on the Fantasy Feast podcast with Evan Silva today, the best place to know exactly when the podcasts have been posted and are available to you, it's our producer Brian's Twitter handle, at RTF Podcast, because he's the one that posts it, he's the one that knows when it's up and available, and he posts it on social media immediately when you guys can get at it, at RTF Podcast. By the way, before we even get into some of your notes, Steve, which I'm fired up about, I'm also fired up right now about Art of Sport. I have been using all of their stuff. They actually have two different deodorants. The first one I was using, I forget what it was called, but it was like 
um, you know, like your typical white deodorant. Now the one I'm using is more like, uh, I don't know, like a bluish aqua color. They're both awesome though. I mean, I can tell when, you know how like you can tell with like how sticky I guess your armpit is or how, 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 how it, how it lasts later on in the day. I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll work out twice a day sometimes. And sometimes even after that second workout, my art of sport deodorant is still on from, you know, after I showered in the morning. Pretty awesome. And you guys can get a trial kit that comes with everything you need. I got one. It's got all kinds of lotions and shave gels and, and shampoos and deodorants. It's really a good value for you guys to try this out. Just use the promo code MONEY at artofsport.com and you'll get 50% off that trial kit plus free shipping. That's the promo code MONEY at artofsport.com. You know, like the art of sport, artofsport.com. Steve, let's start with some football conversation because that's usually what we do. And I want to start with a couple of quarterbacks. It's funny, just, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Kyler Murray, but a lot of people think he'll be the number one pick now of the Arizona Cardinals after the combine. We don't know for sure about Nick Foles yet because free agency starts exactly one week from today, but everybody seems to be thinking he's going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I wanted to get your thoughts on both those things. Let's start with Kyler Murray and what you're hearing there, what you're seeing, and if there's still any value to try to go ahead and and bet it. Yeah, irrational exuberance on Kyler Murray the feeling is is that there's a really good chance he's going to go to Arizona and go number one, Ross. And let me put this in perspective. Just a couple weeks ago, the over-under on where Murray was going to go in the draft was nine and a half. So if you bet under nine and a half, if he got selected one through nine, you won. Uh, if he got selected tenth or later, you lost. And so after he was measured at 5'10", he was expected to be measured 5'9", very important inch. That extra inch made the markets much more bullish on him, and his over-under dropped to 6.5". But then after Kingsbury came out and expressed great interest in taking him in the first round, wowza, now Arizona is pick to get Kyler Murray and Ross. I'm amazed by this. Kyler Murray is inexperienced. And I just went through the NFL, and the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, there's only three of them that are six foot or less. Uh, Russell Wilson at six, I'm sorry, at 5'10 is obviously tremendous. And you have Drew Brees at six foot and Baker Mayfield. Um, I think Kyler Murray should send a Christmas card over to Russell Wilson because think about this. If Wilson hadn't been so successful, there's no way a 5'10 guy would even be considered to be a top 10 pick. There's no question about it. I know a lot of people, Steve, have said, well, you know, the difference is Russell Wilson was a third-round pick and you weren't taking as much risk, et cetera, et cetera, which I understand. I guess my counter-argument would be when you know better, you should do better, right? So, like, if they redid the 2012 draft or whatever it was for Russell Wilson, I'm pretty sure – I think that's the luck draft, too, in RG3. So uh, he'd probably be number one overall, 
over Andrew Luck would be my guess, but it'd be those two guys. So my point with Kyler Murray is when you know better, you do better. And we know better, at least in terms of guys at that size being able to do it. Because I always, you're a, you know, a statistician, Steve. I always point this out. How do we know more 5'10 quarterbacks couldn't do it? Usually, a lot of them never even got the chance to do it at the high school level. If they went to a really good high school, I know powerhouse high schools where they don't start a quarterback unless he's 6'2 or taller. And then at the college level, they're not recruiting or they haven't been until more recently guys under 6'2. And so I, I'm not saying that there's a million of them out there, Steve, but I'm just saying I wonder how much of it is more or less selection bias, and we, we, we just haven't – there just haven't been that many 5'10", 5'11", quarterbacks who ever really got the chance. Yeah, fair enough. And the Doug Fluties of the world are suddenly ostracized and they got to go to Canada basically to get any playing time. Um, but nevertheless, I look at this, if Russell Wilson had not been such a tremendous quarterback – this new narrative would never have occurred. And, and like you said, maybe the times they are changing and quarterbacks are rolling out in the pocket. And you look at the NBA and you look at what Curry has done for the NBA in terms of the value of waif-like guards that never would have been considered to be as valuable as he is. And maybe five years from now, we'll have four or five guys that are under six foot starting. I'm just not buying into it. I'm, um, and, with only one outlier, Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson's 5'10 and 5'8. Kyler Murray's 5'10 and 1'8. I refuse to believe that Kyler Murray, inexperienced Kyler Murray, is going to be anything but a bust his first couple years in the NFL. Well, the other thing that's interesting is that the, presumably the two best quarterbacks in the draft, Steve, Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray, are both just one-year starters at Ohio State and Oklahoma. And if you remember, Trubisky really struggled. He's the most recent one-year starter that got drafted high that I can remember. And he really struggled his first year. And he didn't have very many weapons around him. But as we look down the line to the impact that these guys might have on season win totals and such. I know Vegas typically hates rookie quarterbacks anyway. I have to imagine they especially hate rookie quarterbacks that only started one year of college. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the frustrating part is that Arizona is a team that I'm looking to bet on because I didn't like, you know, Wilkes as a head coach. Um, I thought there was um, – a lot of reasons that Arizona had a horrendous season last year, and I expected a bounce-back year, but no way I'm touching Arizona with, um, if they take Murray. The other thing that's interesting about it to me is, you know, everyone says, well, if Kyler Murray is your guy, then, and you are the, um, you know, if Kyler Murray is your guy and you're the Cardinals, then you have to take him. You have to take him. So... The thing I think is interesting about that, though, Steve, is what about the opportunity costs lost, right? Let's say they can get a second-round pick for Josh Rosen. So really what you're comparing then is you are comparing Josh Rosen and a second-round pick versus 
Kyler Murray and – I'm sorry. Let me take that back. Kyler Murray in a second-round pick versus Josh Rosen and the number one overall pick, let's say it's Nick Bosa or Quinn and Williams. So really, you got to think – and then there's the money involved – you know, with the number one quarterback and what Rosen scheduled to get. So really, you have to think that Murray is much, much better than Rosen, right? To make that move? Yeah, absolutely. And who knows what's going on with the locker room. It may already be a situation where um, the confidence in Rosen has taken such a hit that – that Arizona wants to move on, but frankly, he had no protection whatsoever behind it. But you just never know what's going on behind closed doors there. Yeah, I mean, they were an awful, awful team last year. It's obviously why they have the number one overall pick. What about, okay, let me ask you one last thing on that, Steve, because there are some people that speculate that perhaps the Cardinals, this is a smokescreen, to try to get somebody else to trade up to one to take Kyler Murray. Here's what I don't understand about that, right? If they want Kyler Murray, if they really think he's the guy, then they're going to take him. If they don't, then they're not going to take him, and you don't need to trade up. Like this idea that they're feigning interest, that they might take Murray that high – in order to get somebody to trade up with them, if they really love the guy, there's nothing you can give that they, that they're going to say, oh, you know what, we think Kyler Murray's the franchise. He'd be our Russell Wilson. But, you know, you want to trade us a, a third-round pick? Cool, we'll swap picks with you. Like, there's just no way they would actually do that. I don't see any – is there logic I'm missing in them potentially feigning interest in Kyler Murray from a trade standpoint? No, because like you said, the second you call me saying you want to trade your number one pick, I'm like, no, you, but you love Kyler Murray. You would never trade your number one pick unless you were lying. So um, clearly it would be inconsistent. That's how I look at it. Let's get to the other quarterback news, which still isn't news for another week. And that's Nick Foles. So by the way, on the on in terms of placing any bets on the draft, Steve, is there anything to do there right now with Kyler Murray, or is it there no longer any value? Uh, no longer any value. I think the lesson, and I apologize when I give this out that the windows of opportunity are so um, small sometimes, but literally, if you're following the combine. And, and you're up to speed on everything, and you see that he's measured at 5'10", the light bulb just has to go on. Oh, i got to go and bet on him now because he's taller than expected and he's heavier than expected, and that was the major concerns. So you had a window of opportunity where you could bet under 9.5 and, and then under 6.5, but now that window has long since um, slammed shut. See, and I think it, it, it has more to do with, like, what the GM, Steve Kime, said when he was asked if Rosen was the quarterback. He said, yeah, he is right now for sure. I think it actually had more to do with his comment than the height or the weight, which would lead me to think that, you know, the market started to move after Kime made that comment. So really, 
it's just interesting to hear that some of these front office guys have the power that they do because, you know, I know Steve a little bit. He theoretically, right, you know, could have given me the heads up that he was going to say that the next day, and then I would have been – I would have I would have bet a lot on Murray. That said, he probably wouldn't be telling me exactly, you know, what he was going to do or what his plans were or whatever. So I I wouldn't necessarily have been able to act on that. But my point is, is I think it was more what he said when he said right now for sure, and that that really got the scuttlebutt going more so than even what he measured at. Yeah, no, no question about it. So really a perfect storm, uh, reasons to bet on Kyler Murray, um, but ne- too late to bet on him now. Yes. Okay, so Nick Foles. Um, I know you wanted to talk about this. We're all pretty sure Nick Foles is going to sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It seemed like that was uh, pretty clearly the only team that was that was the best fit for him. What does this mean for the Jacksonville Jaguars in your mind? Yeah, I think it's huge for the Jaguars. Now, I think the marketplace is going to value it as certainly an upgrade, and Jacksonville's season win number, they're not out. But I had heard after going 5-11 and 11 that the expected season win number for Jacksonville was going to be about 6.5, and, and now it's going to be more like 8 with Foles coming in. But I think it's a bigger upgrade than just a game and a half or two games because I've got Foles rated as an average NFL quarterback. He certainly played better than that the last couple of years, so I think my numbers are conservative. I had Blake Bortles, the 30 best quarterback, 31st best quarterback in the NFL, only above Rosen. He's the only guy he was above, and I see it as a huge upgrade, and I think it's a bigger upgrade even than my numbers indicated, because Jacksonville had lost all confidence in Bortles, so much so that they actually played Cody Kessler, who's worse than Bortles, in five games last year. And this is a case where not only is the offense going to be upgraded significantly with Foles, I think you upgrade the Jacksonville defense, which should have their mojo back, knowing that they don't have an absolute lost cause at quarterback on the offense. Got it. Uh, that's interesting. So you really like the Jags. I'll, I'll be curious to see when the season win total numbers come out, Steve. If they, if they agree with you, if they have um, the Jags up there as as much as you do, I do think that there is a psychological element to it, and I'm with you. I think that he's, you know, he's made a big difference. So, what would be sort of your upgrade? Maybe you said it, and I wasn't listening. What would what would you say your upgrade in terms of like points per game? that Foles brings to the Jags? Well, I'm going to upgrade points per game at three points for Jacksonville's offense. But like I said, I think their defense is going to get better as well because of the uh, locker room attitude. And, hey, Jalen Ramsey will be able to, you know, not th- now will be able to really throw quarterbacks under the bus on other teams because he won't have a joker for a quarterback on his team. You know, one thing that stood out to me, I was looking at next year's schedules, Ross, uh, the AFC West has to play the AFC South, and they have to play the NFC North, and all of a sudden, wow, do those schedules look difficult because that AFC South now is loaded. Think about how good that that division is going to be. Indy should be really good, and Houston and Tennessee, and now Jacksonville. you got four above-average teams in the AFC South now. 
Not good news for teams like the Raiders, who I think are going to have the most difficult schedule in the NFL now. That's a good point. Let's dive into some NBA stuff, Steve, as well. Always like to get your thoughts on other sports if you have them. Obviously, next week we'll probably be talking a lot about some of the NFL free agency moves and what we think those mean for those teams. That will be big. Uh, but right now, with the NBA, what, what are the one or two things that are jumping out to you? Well, I think the irrational exuberance on the Lakers, and I understand it, that LeBron basically had been able to go into dad mode and will his team not just to the playoffs, but to the NBA Finals year after year after year, and it just has not happened for the Lakers. And a big part of that is that um, his teammates, with all the Anthony Davis talk, were um, basically felt that they'd been thrown under the bus and just did not bring any sort of defensive effort um, necessary. Um, current odds on the Lakers to make the playoffs are such that the Lakers are a huge, huge underdog. Um, they're not going to make the playoffs. And before the season started, the Lakers were a 6-1 to favorite to make the playoffs. So that's a huge problem or a huge collapse in terms of expectation um, Lakers were supposed to win 48 games, and even if they win their next 17 games, they're not going to hit 48. Um, the problem also is not just this year, but going forward, the, there was a sports book in town, Ross, that had the odds of the Lakers to win a championship by 2022. Two weeks ago, the odds on the Lakers to win one were 2-1. to one. Now they're 4-1. to one. The feeling is that um, LeBron may not be able to get Anthony Davis, and even if he does, uh, there's concerns about whether LeBron is even the top player in the game anymore, and certainly will he be a top-five player going forward. Well, he's certainly not playing like the top player in the game. Um, that's for sure. It's been um, a sight to behold. I mean, it's been disappointing. I wonder... Uh, I don't think it's had an impact yet, but I wonder if this stint ends up having a, a negative effect on his legacy at all, Steve. Yeah, certainly going into this year, it was LeBron and Michael Jordan, and they were, you know, uh, talked about as, you know, the two greatest of all time. And now you got to wonder, um, if, especially if he has another down year next year, whether Jordan goes back to being number one on most people's lists. Anything else? Okay, so that's the NBA championship. Um, what is what is the line? You know what? What else does the line tell you? I mean, fifty percent in two weeks is crazy, right? Um, you know, it's, it's just crazy. Yes, that. Right now, think about it. So the Lakers to win a championship, but the, the narrative was that they were going to contend for a championship. And now you're, you, you're, you're giving the Lakers three more years after this. And you can get four to one on that bet. And I think um, if they don't get Anthony Davis, what window is there for the Lakers to even contend going forward? It's hard to believe, even with Kuzma and Ingram and that youth, um, with um, as bad as the chemistry has been, and you look at the advanced stats on their defensive effort, and all these players are like in the 300s in terms of how well they play defense out of like 430 players. The Lakers just are showing no defensive effort at all. 
Um, I don't think the Lakers are going to be very good next year, Ross, and I don't see a scenario where they're going to be good. Not not good at all. Is there a way to is there a way to leverage that betting right now, Steve? Yeah, I think you know if you look into, and I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me, but I think if you went into the year saying what are the two biggest public teams in the NBA, I think without question you'd say oh Golden State and the Lakers because of the LeBron factor, and it turns out those are the two teams with the worst against the spread records year to date. Both of them are about ten games below 500. So it goes to show that although it doesn't work in all sports at all times, betting against the public, it certainly has worked in the NBA on the most marquee teams this year. Speaking of keeping, Steve, I don't even know if you say anything about keeping, but that was just my really poor transition. I've told you about this before, I believe, but I noticed a while ago that I was losing my hair. It sucks. What are you going to do about it? It happens. So I started doing something about it. Talked to some doctors, and they told me about the two different FDA-approved products. One is topical. You rub it on your bald spot on the top of your head. The other one is a pill that I take once a day in the morning. And now I get both of those sent to my house for less money thanks to Keeps. This company is incredible. It made a big positive difference in my life. Number one, I'll be on Dan Patrick's show Friday, so you'll be able to see that I am holding strong there with my hair, which is nice. Number two, don't have to go to the doctor. Don't have to go to the pharmacy to pick it up. It just gets shipped right to my house. All you have to do, it takes like five minutes to fill it out online. That's it. To receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash even money. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash even money. That's a free month of treatment at keeps.com slash even money. Keeps hair today, hair tomorrow. Email questions now, Mr. Bry. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. The email address always is ross at rostucker.com. And if you take advantage of any of our great sponsors or their deals, betonline.ag, Art of Sport, Keeps, if you ever forget, all of the special codes for all of them are on the sponsor tab over at rostucker.com. We try to make this as easy for you as possible. At any rate, you take advantage of any of those, or you just rate and review this podcast or use the, whatever, Amazon Banner Ad. We're ready for you, and Steve will answer any question you've got. So here's what we got, Steve. Hi, Ross. I just used the promo code Ross Tucker to give some Sherry's Berries to my stepdaughter for Valentine's Day. I love it. Yes, yeah, my full name at berries.com. The discount from the promo code even allowed me to gift 12 dozen roses and a vase. I'm excited about bringing a smile to her face. Awesome. As we work on a time for Ross to hop my podcast, The Fast Lane with Ed Lane, I'd love to use this promo code as an opportunity to not only show my appreciation for the podcast network, but to ask Steve a question. For those who are just getting into the short-term wagering market on games, 
What are the Ten Commandments, so to speak, for novice folks? Keep up the great work, Ed, from, and he uh, used the berries.com code Ross Tucker. So maybe you don't have Ten Commandments, Steve, but do you have uh, a couple that come off the top of your head right away? Sure, and I think number one commandment in football, let me list them off and what I'm looking for. I want an outdoor game with weather. That immediately becomes the game I'm going to wager on because oftentimes the total is impacted by the weather and the weather changes as the game goes on. Teams get the wind or they're going into the wind. So you don't want to live wager a game um, in a dome when you can live wager a game with outside weather and that's going to impact the odds. Um, Two, know who's going to get the ball to start the second half. That's a key factor. It's going to impact all the numbers as you're betting the first half in the NBA. Know who's going to get the, the basketball to start the fourth quarter. Um, know when the switch is going to get thrown in a game, and what you've seen to date is suddenly going to end. Example, Oklahoma is pounding Kansas. At some point early in the fourth quarter, the, um, the air is going to go out of the football, and Oklahoma's going to start running the ball every down instead of passing and they're going to stop scoring. So same thing with basketball teams, murdering another team. Duke is playing a bad team. Um, at some point, with about eight minutes to play, Coach K is going to call off the dogs, especially if he's playing a team like Army, and he's going to um, stop a fast-paced game. So knowing the switch is suddenly going to get thrown on the game, and then at that point, look to play under uh, five-no team tendencies. I'm going to give you five commandments. Um, some teams with big leads tend to just keep running. Example, North Carolina. Example, Gonzaga. Other teams tend to, although they haven't done as much of it this year, a team like Duke will tend to slow the ball down much more, and you want to look towards the under. I think that's a good list. And, of course, as you're betting, always try to have uh, more than just one out you're playing against because shopping can be key in live wagering. It's not unusual. You can have a differential of as much as a point and a half from one book to another on certain games. How much live wagering do you do, Steve? More than I bet pre-flop. I call it post-flop wagering. I find the opportunities are greater, better wagering on live wagering than betting on um, you know a couple days before the game. And, and I, the poster child for this, I, I keep using that example, Ross, is your blizzard game between um, Indianapolis and Buffalo, right, where it came out of nowhere and the total before the game bore no resemblance to the ability for teams to be able to score. Um, what was that final score, like 12-6 to 6 at, at the very end? Can't recall. Yeah, it was, I think it might have been 7 nothing. I think it might have been just one... LaShawn McCoy touchdown or 10-3 or something like that. It was not much. There was not a lot of scoring, and you're right. I let you down by not texting that. I did tweet it, but I should have texted you the picture first before I tweeted the the video of the blizzard-like conditions. Um, what, what about with college hoops coming up next week, Steve, with the conference championship week? Anything specifically to know? about conference championship weeks? Yeah, the number one opportunity that a lot of pros I know look to take advantage of is when they get a team off of a bye and they get to play like the 8-9 winner. And oftentimes that 8-9 game is at night and then the next morning the one seed plays the winner. And all things being equal, you want to look to lay the lumber and lay the points on the on the, the top seed that's playing a team that had to play the night before. That's been a very profitable situation historically. 
Steve, I love the listener questions. Can't get enough of them. Remember, as long as you take advantage of any of our sponsors, you can ask Steve any question you want. So go to the sponsor tab over at RossTucker.com or just do an Apple podcast review of the show. That counts. Or just take advantage, uh, buy something at Amazon, the Amazon banner ad. There's like a million ways that you can take advantage of any of the stuff that we've got to try to help grow our shows here on the RT Media Podcast Network. And then ask Steve any question like that that you want. We love them. We want some more of them. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I also want you guys, if you haven't already, to go to betonline.ag. They are a terrific sponsor, and rightfully so. They do an outstanding job. You use the promo code PODCAST1, you get a 50% welcome bonus. You can take any of the knowledge that Steve just dropped and go from there. That's number one. You can easily do that. Number two, you can also go ahead and bet on the conference championship week in basketball or start to bet on some of the NFL draft stuff. There's a lot of things you can do that are pretty awesome. Highly encourage you guys, go to betonline.ag. Use that promo code PODCAST1 because it is awesome, period. Betonline.ag. Promo code podcast one. We will have a terrific Ross Tucker football podcast today about next gen stats. The guy that practically invented it. That was pretty cool. Um, and then John Pollard's his name. And then how about a little Greg Cosell breaking down the receivers in the draft? That will be tomorrow on the Ross Tucker football podcast. For right now, though. I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.